Hello, I'm Dr. Marco Britton, and this is the Journey to Total Success podcast. Thanks again for joining me today. So this is going to be episode number two, and the topic today is going to be discipline, the sustainer and driver of your success. Before I go any further, I want to give a show preview just to let you know who the show is for and also let you know what I'm going to be talking about. So number one, the show is for anyone who wants to succeed in business or in their careers, but feel they lack the discipline to make it happen. And far as what I'm going to be talking about, number one, I'm going to be defining the word discipline. Two, I'm going to show you how discipline affects the four F's, faith, family, fitness, and finance. I'm also going to give examples of disciplined people in society. That's number three. Number four, I'm also going to explain why discipline is important. And lastly, I'm going to give you tips on how to get discipline. So let's get right into it. So over the years, I've heard countless people profess that they were going to do this or they're going to going to do that. But years later, none of what they claimed actually ever happened. At the time, they appeared to be highly motivated and inspired to accomplish their goals. But the motivation and inspiration soon faded and along with it, their hopes and dreams. They then began to doubt themselves and some even began to doubt or even get angry at God and themselves because the things they so desired to do, be, or obtain never happened for them. This then led to depression, anger, cynicism, jealousy, envy, and a host of other negative emotions and feelings that eventually led them to sinning. They hated the people who were disciplined enough to make it happen but didn't realize that they could have also achieved success if they had only been disciplined. One of the main excuses I hear for people not being disciplined is that they're not motivated or that they've lost inspiration. One thing I've learned is that to achieve success in anything, it takes more than motivation and inspiration for it to happen. In and of themselves, motivation and inspiration are not bad things. They're actually good and they help point you toward being disciplined. However, when motivation fades, discipline forces you to keep going. When inspiration is nowhere to be found, discipline is there pushing you forward. Discipline is the sustainer and the driver of your success. If inspiration and motivation are the things that get you out of your seat and standing, discipline would be the thing to get your legs moving, taking steps towards your goals. So what is discipline? Well, Merriam-Webster has several definitions for the word discipline. It is both a noun and a verb. For the purpose of this podcast, we will look at the noun form of the word. As a noun, two of its definitions are significantly different. One basically describes discipline as self-control, and the other describes it as punishment. Though some view self-control as punishment, it actually can be very rewarding. So it shouldn't be viewed as being something negative, even punishment, if it changes a negative action to a positive one, can also be rewarding in the long run for the person being punished. So what's the difference between these two definitions? Well, one, self-control, is viewed more positively and is proactive. The other, punishment, is viewed as more negatively and is reactionary. Self-control prevents negative outcomes from occurring, whereas punishment tries to correct negative outcomes that have already occurred. So what's the relationship between discipline and the four F's? Let's look at the four F's and how proactive discipline can lead to these outcomes. So in the faith category, people that discipline themselves 
to read the Bible and study the Bible, pray, fast, and fellowship with other believers are strong in the faith and are able to withstand difficult times, tests, and trials, temptations, attacks from the enemy, and more. They go through these times as good soldiers who were fit for the battle. Also, because they're doing things that are pleasing to God, he rewards them for their faithfulness to him. Number two, family. People that discipline themselves to love, honor, and respect their spouses, teach and love their children, esteem their loved ones above themselves, and who give to those in need, they get love, they get honor, they get respect, returns to them multiplied. They also obtain favor from God. Number three, fitness. People that discipline themselves to eat right and be active tend to live longer, have more vitality, they get sick less, they have better overall quality of life. People that guard their hearts and who are mindful of the environments and people they hang around tend to have less stress, depression, anxiety, and are more stable emotionally. People that read, study, and meditate on good and beneficial things tend to have increased wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And lastly, the last F, finances. People are disciplined with their money, meaning they budget, only spend what they have, they save, they invest, and they give. They tend to be wealthier than those who don't. They are financially secure and don't have the stress of living paycheck to paycheck. They are able to pass wealth down to generations, to their children's children, and beyond. Back to reactionary discipline. It initially leads to undesirable outcomes, such as pain and regret, but can convert to desirable outcomes if the reactionary discipline causes the person to change to proactive. Those that don't change are immature and foolish. They will continue to have undesirable outcomes until they change. They'll live an empty life devoid of God and will suffer the consequences of it, such as depression, suicide, alcohol and drug abuse, bad relationships, and more. They will have families and friends that will despise and that don't respect them. They'll be in poor health physically, mentally, intellectually, and emotionally. And lastly, they will be in poor shape financially, meaning they'll be in debt, they'll live paycheck to paycheck, they'll be beggars, etc. So now that I've given you some examples of how discipline affects the four Fs, I also want to give some examples of how discipline has paid off for people in society. So number one, sports. We have what people consider, who people consider the GOAT. I know a lot of people go between him and LeBron James, but I think the majority still say that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. We have uh, who some would say would be the second GOAT above LeBron James, and that's Kobe Bryant. We have Serena Williams and, and other people that are like them. They spent countless hours practicing and honing their skills. They didn't just rely on their natural talent to make it happen. In fact, some of them would argue that they didn't initially have the skills they later developed, but that them being disciplined enough to put in the work day in and day out is what made it happen for them. Two, we have financial gurus like Warren Buffett, Dave Ramsey, and whoever. So many out there nowadays. Um, they've learned to be disciplined with their money. They've budgeted. They've saved. They've invested. But even before they invested, they took the time to study and learn about investing. They were patient. They didn't run after every get-rich-quick scheme that came around. And eventually, it paid off for them. They're now multimillionaires and billionaires. Some multi-billionaires. We also have public figures like Ben Carson, who was disciplined enough to study for hours daily for years while facing adversity for his race, for his socioeconomic status, 
um, not having a father in the home uh, and all of that to become a world renowned neurosurgeon who has inspired countless physicians to follow in his footsteps. And I wouldn't even say just physicians, just countless individuals in general, um, just to follow in his footsteps. <clears throat> his tenacity and, and just drive has been inspirational. And most importantly, we have biblical features like I said features, <laughs> big biblical figures like Jesus, John the Baptist, Daniel and the, and the Hebrew boys, and many, many more who have shown discipline in various ways. So we, we have so many different ways Jesus has showed discipline. Um, just a few that I'll mention even now, uh, him fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. I know that I wouldn't be able to do that, you know, at least not the me that I am now. It would have to be divine intervention. Um, and I know majority of people in this world won't be able to do that, um, not willingly. Uh, resisting temptation from the devil, you know, the devil wanted to lift him up. Well, promised to lift him up and so he could be, you know, the greatest and and, and all of that, you know, he was already the greatest. You know, the devil was trying to give him something he already owned, <laughs> which was crazy. Um, but he resisted that temptation from the devil. Also, just being disciplined enough to allow himself to be persecuted and killed for our sins. You know, you know, you got this all powerful God who could have called upon legions of angels to destroy this earth and easily destroy the people. He could have just spoke the word and, and destroyed the people who were trying to kill him or who eventually actually did kill him. But he decided to allow himself to go through that just so we can have the chance, the opportunity to get to know him and get to spend eternity with him. So just for that, I just want to stop and say, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And, you know, the other person after him, I'll say John, John the Baptist, you know, he uh, spent time living in the wilderness. Um, he preached and taught uh, uh, about Jesus and about his coming uh, in the face of ad ad adversity. He standed strong um, in his faith. He stood strong in his faith until his death. Now, that's discipline. And then lastly, I'll just say Daniel and the Hebrew boys. Um, and like I said, there's so many other um, accounts of people who were disciplined in the Bible. But I just wanted to give a few examples. But they, you know, they were disciplined by not eating the king's meat. Um, they were disciplined by not fighting the guards who wanted, wanted to throw them in the fire. And, you know, they could have easily tried to fight back or... Or just tried to resist, but they didn't. They went into a, a blazing fire, one that actually killed some of the guards. Uh, and they went into it, you know, like good soldiers. And, and, and as we know, God protected them and sent an angel down to be with them. Um, lastly, you know, they just stood strong against adversity and they trusted God uh, when others around them didn't do that. Now, again, that's discipline. So why is discipline so important? Number one. It forces you to keep going when you want to quit. Right now, I've been, um, I don't say dieting and all that type of stuff because I'm, I'm, it's more of a lifestyle change for me. Uh, but I've been losing weight and it's been a slow process. And I've actually sped up recently in the past couple months. Um, since June, I've lost 12, 13 pounds. Uh, but since October, I've lost about eight pounds or so, seven, eight pounds. And there's been times I wanted to quit. But it was discipline that kept me going. Number two, it keeps you from making excuses. Uh, back to the weight loss excuse, you know, weight loss example. I mean, when you're losing weight, especially in this country, there's so much, just so many opportunities to, to, to cheat on a diet or I don't want to say cheat, but just to eat unhealthy all the time. You know, you go to work 
and there's donuts, there's cookies, there's cakes and pies, pizza. Literally yesterday at work, you know, some of the young ladies ordered pizza and they had a party. And every other week there's a party. And, you know, you can make an excuse to say, oh, well, it's a party. But there's always going to be a party. There's, you know, there's birthday parties for your kids, there's friends, there's events, there's holidays. And you have to make it up in your mind that you're not going to you're not going to do it. And if you do, you're going to do it in moderation and you're going to work out. and You're going to do the things you need to do to keep the weight off. And that's just from, from a weight loss standpoint. But that can 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 go with any example of discipline. So discipline, like I said, gonna make it helps keep you from making excuses. Three, it brings stability and structure in your lives. Um, it basically keeps you from wavering. You know, when you're disciplined, you, you, you set a, a schedule which I kind of skip forward to the to the next one, which is four. It helps manage helps you manage your time better, but uh, all of that fits with structure. It, it, when you're disciplined, you will come up with a schedule because you know that you know you can't just you know do it by the fly of the pants every day. You have to have something set in stone, letting you know what you're supposed to be doing and when you're supposed to be doing it. It keeps you from wasting time doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Number five. It makes you more reliable and trustworthy. People that are disciplined, they stick to their word, you know, <laughs> and you can trust them. That, that, that's just point blank. Number six, it helps with self-esteem. When you set goals for yourself and reach them, you have a sense of achievement and feel good about yourself. And lastly, it helps reduce stress. A disciplined person knows that the task has to get done and they do what it takes to get it done. They don't sit and stress over it. They get it done. So how can you get disciplined? Number one, I'd say, and it's, y'all know me, I, I, I'm a Christian and, and I believe that, you know, God is in all and, and, and above all and has power over all. So for me, it's definitely going to start with, with God. So number one, make sure you pray and ask God for it. <laughs> it's just simple. Um, but I'd say this, if you're going to ask God for something, make sure you do these three things. Number one, and this is I said this is A. I said one. So this is A of number one. A, don't ask with selfish or lustful motives. James 4 and 3 says, Ye ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lust. You know, a lot of people, they're asked for things because they just want to show off or because they want to, you know, just like the Bible says, consume it upon their lust. You know, something they really are just lusting after and they've made an idol after or a person they've lusted after or a thing or whatever. And God is like, I'm not going to give you that so that you can sin. You know, I I don't want you to sin. I want you to, to, to live right. I don't want to give you something that's going to harm you. I want to give you things that's going to help you. So don't ask God for something just so you can, again, use it for selfish or lustful motives. Number two, don't waver when you ask. James 1, 5 through 8 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This scripture specifically speaks about wisdom. However, being disciplined is a manifestation of wisdom. The scripture also says that the person who wavers shouldn't expect to receive anything from God, discipline included. So if you ask God for it, don't waver when you ask. 
Know that it is something that you want before you ask and that you will do whatever God instructs you to do to obtain it. So don't just ask God for it. And, you know, you still are are, are contemplating if you're going to be disciplined, you know, ask him for it and then trust that he'll, he'll give it to you. And, you know, he's going to take you through some steps and and he may not just give it to you as like a magic poof. You know, sometimes we think we ask God for things and we think he's just going to magically give it to us. And sometimes it, it's a process. It's just not a magic, you know, I'm going to give you this thing. Sometimes he does give you things, you know, I won't say magically, but instantaneously, instantaneously. Other times it's a process. And, and, and I'd say that for discipline, that's definitely something that's, that's a process. I don't know anyone who just got disciplined just from a one-time prayer or, or whatever, you know, they had to work at it. C, trust and believe that God likes giving his children good things. And discipline definitely is a good thing. Matthew 7 and 11 says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? So God, he wants to give you good things. And like I said, discipline definitely is something that's good. So he'll give it to you if you ask it. But like I said, don't waver. And don't ask for bad motives, you know, for bad reasons. Two, retrain your mind to view discipline as something that is good for you. The Holy Bible can help you with this. And you can do this by just meditating on and, and quoting scriptures that focus on discipline. And, and, and that can help you, you know, just viewing discipline as something that is positive. I know a lot of times people view discipline at, as the the more reactionary type of discipline because that's the only type of discipline they've had is, you know, getting in trouble for something they've done wrong. Um, not the discipline where they've controlled themselves and actually prevented themselves from getting in trouble or, or they've get, had some self-control and actually had, you know, good rewards for that. You know, most people, they, they look at it as something, you know, just negative. So you got to definitely retrain your mind uh, one other way outside of, you know, using the Bible and meditating and quoting scriptures is also write down um, affirmations and, and read them to yourself frequently. Maybe even put them up in your house somewhere or in your car or your office or wherever, somewhere where you can see it. Examples of this will be just saying, I will do what I say I'm going to do and, and write a quote, put it on a, on a piece of paper, put it on a sticky pad or whatever. Uh, another one would be, I'm not a quitter. Another will be, I will push past every obstacle that will try to get in my way. And then lastly, another example is God has given me control over my body and I will keep it under subjection. You know, just speaking those things to yourself or just meditating on that, you know, um, and those are not bad things. You know, I know, you know, in this world we live now, you know, people, a lot of people are talking about manifestations and, and you know, there's all types of other types of meditations where people are meditating and 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 calling on other gods. I'm not talking about that. This is not, you know, um some other type of religion type stuff or new age or any of that. I'm just saying, you know, the Bible says meditate on the word, you know, and, and to think on those things, you know, that, that are lovely and, and all those type of think on good things, you know? Um, so there's nothing wrong with doing that. So make sure you do that, you know, think on those good things and, 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 and write down your, your good thoughts and, and things you want to accomplish. Three, create a schedule and do the activities listed in it until they become a habit. Number one, before you do that, well, I'm saying before you do that, after you do that, be realistic. You know, don't fill your schedule up with things that you don't have time to do. You know, you have to be realistic. You know, for me, 
I, I, you know, I work a full time job. I have four children and, and one on the way. I have a wife. I have, you know, friends. I have, you know, this this business. I have two, you know, I work and I have a business um, that I'm building upon. And, and that's going to be great one day. You know, I'm speaking that and I'm believing that um, total success is going to be great. Um, but, you know, when, when it comes to my schedule, I have to be realistic. You know, I can't be on social media all the time. I can't, you know, record all the time. I have to find ways to be um, creative with my time. You know, for me, you know, I might have to, you know, use my lunch break to record like an episode like this. I, I did that last time. Um, or I ha- have to, you know, I just have to be realistic. And, and that kind of goes to the next point, uh, which is prioritize. You know, I have to set things that are important as number one for me Number one is going to be God, you know, so make sure I'm, I'm praying and, 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 and reading my word and, and, and even fasting from time to time. Um, and then two is, you know, my family, make sure I'm spending time with them and make sure it's quality time, make sure they get to, you know, just be around me and talk to me and love on me and me do the same with them. And then everything else after that, you know, make sure I'm, you know, my job, I got to make sure I'm, I'm getting there on time. I'm not, you know, forsaking that, um, you know, so you got to prioritize things. And then lastly, for this uh, point is give it time. Don't beat yourself up if it don't happen, you know, quickly. And even if you fall at times, you know, just just get back up and keep going. You know, you have to give it time. Um, like I said, this one is not easy. So it's something that you definitely have to work at. And and, and like I said, you, you, you may fail from time to time. You probably will fail. We all fail. You know, um, <laughs> like Donnie Clark says, we fall down, but we get up. <laughs> But, you know, we, we're all going to fall at times. But, you know, the more that you, you know, get up and you keep going, the more you're going to build on upon that discipline and you'll be more and more disciplined over time. And then lastly, I say get around people who are disciplined. Remember, iron sharpens iron and discipline begets discipline. You know, you be around people who, you know, are disciplined enough to 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 work out, eat healthy, disciplined enough to, to get up on time and go to work. Discipline enough to, you know, um, just just do the things they need to do. That's going to rub off on you. You're going to hear them, you know, just talk, just casual conversation. They're going to talk about things that they're they're disciplined in, in and it's going to make you want to be disciplined as well. And then just seeing them be rewarded for being disciplined is inspiring and motivating as well. You'll see someone who, you know, I, I have uh, friends who are personal trainers but even before they became personal trainers, they just were very disciplined in getting their, their bodies together. And, you know, all of us can see the reward of that. They're fit guys, you know, and that, that inspires me. That makes me want to get myself in shape. You know, uh, one in, in, in particular is in his mid fifties right now, you know, and he's in better shape than most 20 year olds. I know, you know, uh, shout out to Bobby um, and uh, just all, other guys out there. I know that that's in that fitness realm, you know. They they they've been disciplined over the years and because they're disciplined in that in that they're they're fit, you know, they're healthy and that has been their reward for being disciplined. So in closing, I just want to thank you all for stopping by to listen to the Journey to Total Success podcast. This podcast is available on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash total success 365. It's also available on Spotify. Just do a search for Journey to Total Success. This is where you'll able you'll be able to follow us and get notifications about future episodes. Also, follow us on social media at Dr. Marco Britton and visit my webpage at www.drmarcobritton.com to learn more about me 
and my business, Total Success 365. And lastly, I'll say make sure to, you know, right now I'm building up a email list. So if you want to get updates on what, what we're doing with Total Success, updates on the book, updates on the podcast, updates on the vlog, Send me your email address and you can just email me at one total success 365 at gmail.com. And that's just again, one total success 365 at gmail.com. Just email me your email. And if you want to, you know, send your cell phone number as well, you can do that because eventually, eventually, we'll also have a, a text list. So make sure you do that. And that's it. So just remember to tune in every Friday. Um, I'll be po- putting out these episodes and, and I will just keep going until, until, um, the Lord says otherwise, you know, but I just, my, my main reason for doing this is cause I just want to help people. I want to be a blessing and, and, and that's it. So I'll see you next week, next Friday. So make sure you tune in and also just make sure y'all share, y'all are sharing these, these episodes, sharing with anyone who you think it may benefit and, and, and just, you know, I, I I do this to help people, but I'm, I, I don't want to waste my time doing it if, if, if no one is going to listen or if, if, if it's not going to be a blessing. So I just want to make sure I'm doing something that, that God has told me to do, and I want to make sure I'm doing something that's blessing other people. So with that being said, love y'all. I'm out. <laughs>